0: Pip and Telly Ho chaps, it's the Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas. World War One drama in
1: 1917. I'm going there to see my father. We need to keep moving! Come on! I'm going there,
0: no more tomorrow. We can't possibly
1: make it that way, man. you bloody insane!
0: Family fun and secret agents in my spy?
1: just not that good with people. There is one thing I'm good at. Run
2: with the, the mission was to find out what they knew, but that's kind of difficult now that you killed everyone. That's me,
0: that's me, that's me. Do
2: this. I just don't think you're cut out for the intelligence. This is your last shot.
0: And a family favorite hits the big screen again in Shaun the Sheep Farm Again. Shaun's back, but there's a new arrival in town.
2: Lula, who's
1: a little alien.
2: <laughs>
0: That's this week on the Cinema Crew. Hello and welcome to The Cinema Crew, the podcast that talks new movies every week. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always is Vary McIntyre. Hiya. And Dan Miranda. Hello. Now your chance to win a gold class double pass coming up just a little later on, but first. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre.
1: Let's talk about this for a minute. Why? We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. Hold on! If we're not clever about this, no one will get to your brother.
0: Sam Mendes has had a career of critical acclaim, from his first film, American Beauty, all the way to directing what many consider the best Bond film, Skyfall. He's a director that brings a certain amount of prestige, while his latest film, 1917, is being called some of his best work. So how does it stack up to such a huge resume?
2: Yeah, for me, this is quite literally a masterpiece. This film is unlike any other war film that I've encountered, In it feels, as I'm sure it's intended that you're on a, it's like a journey film. You're literally in the trenches with these soldiers the entire time because we should say that this is a one-shot film. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. Just quickly, I feel like, because I've tried to explain this to people,
0: one-shot film, it's, it's, it's I understand it like it's a simple premise, but from the beginning of this film, through the war, through the battle, the camera, I mean, seemingly never cuts. Correct. It's long takes, single takes. Like I know that there are long sequences, but we're talking, the entire movie.
2: Yeah. In a single shot. There's no time hops, really. So with 1917, it focuses on two soldiers who are given the task to cross enemy lines to deliver an important message to cease a planned attack that could save up to 1,600 lives during World War I.
1: This is a genius piece of filmmaking. I don't know why... Other people haven't thought of this before because probably it takes a lot of work. It must yeah. be so hard. The <laughs> well, There's yes.
0: so many explosions. There's so many soldiers.
1: Yeah. Oh, my the God. The amount of planning they did beforehand would have been months because just rehearsals with the actors on set took them six months before they did it, I heard. So the planning beforehand, they had models, yeah, to set up all the shots and everything would have been – a mammoth task. But they built like mile-long trenches. I, I saw some of the background. Some of the behind the scenes is much more interesting <laughs> or just as interesting as the yes, film itself. I so I encourage you to watch anything you can get your hands on. It's, it's great. They had to build the set as long as the scene. The scene couldn't be longer than the set. Yeah. And that <laughs> means that they had to plot where the characters were going to walk from in any given moment and how long that would take them to walk from point A to point B. So they would rehearse how long it would take for that conversation and then where they would get the cameras and everything. They obviously couldn't use any lights, so it was like a single boom operator and maybe two people on the camera and they would just follow the actors. And
2: it's just incredible the way that the camera, like you see in the footage, the, the making of it, with they've got these like these cranes and then it comes down and then someone grabs it and yep. then they jump on a buggy. Yep. Like you're moving through mm-hmm. this story and it's
0: Okay, well, if we're talking about one shot, we've talked a little bit about Roger Deakins before. Uh, He is, for my money, the best cinematographer working at the moment. Filmed some of the most beautiful films ever. He worked with Sam on Skyfall. Uh, The most beautiful film I've ever watched, The Assassination of Jesse James. The Assassination of Jesse James was all him. So if you're going to get one man to film one shot, you get Roger Deakins. Mm. And if this doesn't win Best Cinematography at the Academy Awards, there is no justice in this world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know it goes 360 and I know there's going to be cast and crew around and set pieces, but it doesn't look like it. They've so seamlessly edited it together. Here's an amazing,
0: this is how clever this film is. A lot of the cast and crew are dressed in army uniforms because at some points they are on screen. And in fact, if you look at some of the behind the scenes, a lot of people carrying the cameras in their big um, like rigs and stuff, they're dressed in military <gasps> uniforms. No. And at one point, they get off the camera and run into the battle like anyone. It's I it's love a, that. Okay. I love that. I'm going to say some big statements here because I love this film. I really, really loved it. And maybe bring me back down to earth because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I know that sometimes people aggrandize things. I think you're right, Dan. I think it might be a masterpiece. If nothing else, technically speaking, it definitely is. Mm. It may not be one shot. Actually, they've stitched it together it's a little bit of trickery. That being said, they must have had to film for 20 to 30 minutes nonstop at a time and I, apart from one time, never went, oh, they cut it. Like, it's seamless.
1: On that point, and I've been holding my tongue (laughs) (laughs) and yes, this is a masterpiece and everything else about it is great, but my one issue with this is that and everybody keeps saying this is a one-shot film it is not it's two shots (laughs) and that's not a spoiler to say right in the middle of the film there is a very clear cut Cut. some time passes (laughs) it goes black they change camera angles and start again how are they loading this as one shot it's two shots come on
0: and grand statement number two this is the best film sam mendes has ever directed by far and i know he directs some brilliant films but this is the best one he's ever made. I think it's the best world film since uh, Saving Private Ryan. I think it's the best film he's ever made and I think it might be a masterpiece. So I really like this film.
1: So putting aside that it's two shots, um, (laughs) (laughs) the way that they've done the filming, as we've described, serves to get you really in the character's boots. We Mm. are in the trenches, in the mud. You only see what's in the character's immediate environment, so you feel trapped and really engaged. There's no moments of relief or respite. Honestly, the whole film is just go, go, go because they only have like eight hours to Mm. cross this territory that they can only go very slowly in and around every corner is a new threat. And I didn't feel at the beginning very engaged with the characters. And I think that's purposeful because you don't know who they are. And it just starts. Mm -hmm. They get up, start walking and kind (laughs) of never stop. So you... You learn who they are and get uh, emotionally invested in them as the film goes on. But I read a review from someone who was a war veteran. He said that it was very faithfully and realistically portrayed the action, the suspense, the characters' emotions and reactions. So it's really good to hear from someone in who's been through something similar to say that about a film, that it's very realistic.
2: Yeah, I think what you say, vary about it being unsettling is something that I certainly felt from the moment they left the trench at the start mm. of the film and you're seeing corpses of people and, mm. and animals mm. and I really like the parallel that you had with or that they made with rats because like there's a lot of rats and they yeah. play an, an, yeah. an unusual sort of a metaphor of the soldiers in this movie and even help drive the story forward in some moments.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true and I think like to your point about the way that the one shot works is even if your mind hasn't necessarily consciously picked up that it hasn't cut, Something is unnerving about it. And mm. you're like, why isn't this cutting? Mm. What is happening? What is going to come? And like my heart in certain scenes, just absolutely pounding. I, I, I think it, 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 it's a really brilliant way to show the like immediacy of what they need to do. Yeah. Because you know in your mind this must have been so difficult and something must have gone wrong. So the whole time you're like, what's going to go wrong? When's it going to cut? When's it going to cut? And it doesn't and it never lets up. And I thought that's such a brilliant way to do it. Yeah. We should also talk a little bit about the cast. So uh, the, the two leads are, are lesser known. George McKay, some people might know from 112264. Uh, I think that was the title of the Stephen King thing. Oh, he's coming is in the upcoming Ned Kelly movie. Uh, Captain not, Fantastic. Captain Fantastic as well with uh, Viggo Mortensen. He's not super well-known, but he's kind of up and coming. But there are mm. huge movie stars in this film mm. for about a minute each.
1: <laughs> Dean Charles Chapman, who's the other um, guy, the, the two main guys there, and he plays Tommen in Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, is it really? Yeah. That's why I recognise him. The yeah, whole but he's I got dark hair in this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got some real big heavy hitters. You've got mm. like uh, Colin Firth, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Scott, everyone's in love with after Fleabag, is a real standout. As <laughs> a, a grumpy trench general. And Richard Madden. Just quickly on Richard Madden. Yes. He's in the film for about two minutes. And what a performance. Oh. In two single minutes, he gives a amazing, heartbreaking, layered performance. It's, it's pretty incredible, the stuff that he manages to do. And I had someone point out, they said, do you think it was a little bit distracting? Because they're kind of people you don't really know. And then you get big movie stars. Does it take you out? I kind of think it serves as, because they're big movie stars... And they all play people of authority as well. Mm. They kind of lend this, like, you're like, oh, it's Colin Firth. So they've got that familiarity. Yeah, got so I think almost it kind of works to be like, well, okay, it's Colin, you need to listen to what he's saying. That's exactly how I star. thought. Mm.
1: Yeah, Because it is that when the characters get to them, they're like, there's someone important. And you're yeah. like,
0: oh, I know him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch.
1: He is important. <laughs> yeah. It is Benedict <laughs> <Cabbage Pat>. Cumberbatch. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, we've praised this film a little bit. I think it's safe to say that we all really enjoyed it. But who do you think should see 1917?
2: If you aren't a fan of wartime films, I encourage you to bite the bullet, so to speak, <laughs> and and see this film. It's It's a journey, an adventure movie within the constraints of a war that has so many... So many beautiful things to look at that I suggest will surprise and, of course, entertain.
1: I know it's been getting a lot of comparisons to Saving Private Ryan, but it more reminded me of something like War Horse mm-hmm. or Dunkirk or Journey's End, which were reviewed about this time last year, yeah. I think, those British war films. And if you just want to see a piece of cinematic beauty and then watch the behind the scenes of how they actually managed it because it's amazing.
0: Also still in cinemas, Spies in Disguise.
1: Will Smith is a pigeon. <laughs>
0: you did not mishear that. Little Women.
2: The classic story for a new generation.
0: And The Gentleman.
1: A Guy Ritchie stylish crime caper.
0: Yes, you can hear about all of those films and in fact everything that's in cinemas right now in our back catalogue, which you can access from whichever podcast app you like. Are you CIA? How'd you get in
1: here?
2: Oh, okay. She has a camera. She
0: might
1: be streaming. If Kim finds out we got made by a nine-year-old, my career's over. What's the option? Killer. Make it look like an accident.
0: Yeah. Maybe the stairs.
2: What? Wow. Still recording.
0: Like John Cena and Playing With Fire a few weeks ago, it seems Dave Bautista understands the importance of having the family audience behind him too. In the recent rise to his action hero status, Bautista has sci-fi, comedy, and superhero movies under his belt. So how does he go with a family film?
1: Yes, it's funny because he's obviously very out of place in this sort of film. That Uh, is
0: the pitch I think a producer said. You don't understand. It's funny because he's out of place. Because he's
1: (laughs) so huge. Like any of those films we were talking about before when we were talking about playing with fire to compare John Cena, a large hulking man being ridiculed by a small child is just hilarious. (laughs) So... (laughs) um dave plays a cia agent called jj and he's sent to surveil a mother and daughter but the kid sophie discovers his hideout and in order to keep his secret sophie demands to be taught how to be a secret agent but in doing so jj becomes closer with the family and that also means his operation and their safety is compromised
2: it's interesting, isn't it, these films that we keep seeing with former wrestling stars now but putting in these like family, like it's yeah. it's literally a formula. I wonder if
0: it's like a contract you sign now. It's like you'll be a wrestler for a few years <laughs> then you do a couple of straight-to-DVD movies, then you do one really big film and then you do a kid's film. Yes.
2: <laughs> it seriously
0: is yeah. interesting.
1: I think in this one Dave Bautista plays it a bit more realistically. Oh, yeah. Whereas – say with John Senior and playing with fire, he is playing for laughs mm. and he's being that frazzled character who's trying to run around after the kids and try to corral them and stuff, whereas Batista's more relaxed. He's laid back, yeah. he pulls back his performance and he's kind of just really awkward, kind of like the character he plays in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a bit on the autism scale mm-hmm. and he doesn't really know social interactions. So that's what where the humour comes into it.
0: So we talked about child performance back when we talked about Jojo Rabbit. And how that child performer was like a kind of little a little movie star in the making. Uh, how did you find? Because this obviously, Dave Batista plays opposite a child the whole movie. How did mm. you find? The, was it was it the annoying child archetype, or did she really pull it off?
1: Oh, it's definitely the annoying character archetype, and it's Chloe Coleman who plays this character. She's in Big Little Lies, so this is a bit different for her character in this one as well because she has to play the comedy. But yeah, it it wasn't a a great performance. <laughs> There's only so much you can really
0: do given like the material's pretty standard.
1: Yeah. Like she did a good job. She did a job really well, but it's definitely Batista that is the emotional heart of it. He kind of starts falling for the mother as well. Classic. So, yes, of course. <laughs> and also a big comedic relief in Christi- Kristen. Scholl? Kristen Schaal. Kristen Schaal. Yeah. yeah. She is also the CIA agent in this and he's kind of pulled into the relationship with the family because he needs this girl to keep the secret. So they've got cameras set up all in the house and he's in this really awkward situation with having family dinner and Kristen's character is just watching on the camera, like (laughs) being the audience (laughs) surrogate, like watching this, like what are you doing? Oh, my God.
2: I mean, that's the only scene I've seen in this film and Kristen Charles' <laughs> performance made me literally laugh out loud. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's a funny actor. And she's been a standout
0: and so like all the way back to like Flight of the Concords mm. when she yeah. first started getting recognized. She's really good at like playing these oddly endearing characters yeah. that just she's she's got this direct line to people's funny bone.
1: I know you like product placement in films, Kimbo, as well. And I remember a scene where she opens a packet of Doritos <laughs> and it is very carefully aimed towards the camera. Right it's a <laughs> Dorito packet and I thought of you. Yeah, probably paid for something in the film. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think should see My Spy? Oh, this is a lot of silly humour but a lot of heart. Comedic like Stuber and other spy films like Spy, I Spy and The Spy Who Dumped Me.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with you in that it's a spy film families, come and see it (laughs) yay but she's far from home and in big trouble to help her get back
0: they'll need to outsmart the bad guys be prepared stay focused And stick to the plan. (laughs) Sean the Sheep comes from Aardman Productions, the same team behind the beloved Wallace and Gromit cartoons. It seems that Sean's first big screen adventure was so popular, he's come back for another. Is the claymation magic still alive in Sean the Sheep Farmageddon?
2: I think that the magic would still be there because I think for a film that is stop animation or claymation, whatever you want to call it, for a film to be made this way in the age of computer-generated images, it shows that there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes before Mm. they even get to it. So I would would predict, because we actually haven't seen this film, that this would have a lot of good points because,
0: yeah, it's hard work. Well, they say that people that do animation, specifically hand-drawn animation or stop-motion animation, become really good directors. Because you only film exactly what you need Mm. and nothing else. And in fact, Travis Knight, who used to work for another stop motion animation company, went on to direct Bumblebee. And I think it shows, cause that's the best Transformers film film out of any of the films because it's like very strict and it 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 doesn't exactly what it needs to do with nothing else. So I think animated films like this, there isn't a wasted frame. No. Because that takes a long time and a lot of effort to waste a frame.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen like behind the scenes for films like Coraline or Paranorman and you see like in the credits, like how long it takes for a small amount of film to get yeah. to get made. So, yeah, it's it's incredible. But in this we actually have basically an, an E.T. story with uh, Sean the Sheep who, who lives at the Mossy Bottom Farm and an alien crash lands there and it's basically a story of him trying to get her home to her intergalactic
1: planet. And because this one is sci-fi based, there is a ton of sci-fi references for the adults. Oh. So they might have fun trying to pick them all out because so far I've got references to Aliens, Contact, 2001, Arrival, Close (laughs) Encounters, but there are more, probably double that. So Mm. I would have fun picking that out (laughs) and the kids would have fun watching the film.
0: What's really interesting about the show on the sheep, I I would say this of the series and the movies is that it's kind of ingenious because there's no talking. The the sheep make these kind of almost like the simps, like they just make little noises. (laughs) But because of that, Kids, I find, have an easy time following it because they don't have to follow what two people are saying to each other. They don't have to do any of that. Uh, And I think for that reason, you can take quite a young child to something like this and it still works. But it also shows you need to be a very good filmmaker to communicate an entire story without dialogue. Because dialogue is almost kind of a cheat if you really think about it because you can just convey information. So the fact that they can tell an entire story with no dialogue, just action, just uh, like physical movement and stuff like that, I think is actually a really admirable thing.
1: Yeah, and I think it's going to be really good for hearing impaired kids or kids with a little English as well. So who do you think should see Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon? Like any of their other animated styles like Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit and Early Man.
2: I love the Pirates. Um, the Pirates I, was underrated. Yeah. so I think um, if you like that film and you're a sci-fi fan, you'll enjoy this one too.
0: Now, for your chance to win a Gold Class Double Pass, simply head to the Village Cinema's Facebook or Instagram page, look for the Cinema Crew post, and answer the question.
1: What is your favourite war film?
0: There's so many of them. So many. And of varying quality. <laughs> if anyone says wind talkers with Nicolas Cage, I'm going to have a serious conversation with them. Yes, yeah, simply leave your comment with the hashtag TheCinemaCrew for your chance to win. Next week, an all-star cast in Bombshell, more family adventure in Doolittle, a three-call for the franchise in Bad Boys for Life, and the Australian film about go-karting, Go. But until then, thank you, Vari. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks. My name is Cambo, and this is The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas.